0: This is Rabbi Sharon Brous, Rabbi Ikar where we are dedicated to reinvigorating Jewish community, ritual, and learning, all while laying the foundation for a just and loving society. You're listening to Ikar's sermons and talks, just the good stuff. We hope you'll enjoy. Thank you for your support. Shabbat Shalom, Chag Pesach Sameach so many amazing people here. It's really such an honor. I have my hat on. My mom is here, and she said there's too much sun, so have to listen to your moms, right? Pharaoh had decreed the most awful decree in the midst of enslaving the Israelites. He was worried, worried of their growing numbers, the amount of babies being born, and so he did as evil kings do, which I know is an oversimplification. He told those midwives that they must kill those boys on the birthing stool. But of course, of course, these two midwives, Shifra and Pua did no such thing. Somehow, somehow they had an inner knowingness, a moral clarity to rebel and to lie to Pharaoh claiming that the Israelite women birthed differently and they just didn't get there in time we take for granted this moment of clarity that these two women held. Because in truth, in moments of oppression, in times of dehumanization, and in times of the greatest fear and despair there ever was, we know, we know that not everyone is able to show up with this kind of integrity, nor willingness to risk their lives. But these two did. They are so remarkable that they are named and let's be clear as much as I believe that each and every character in our text deserves to have a name and ought to be. This is just not the case always for women or marginalized voices, especially minor characters like these midwives, but our narrative our narrative sees these two as worthy to have names, because they are not minor they are major they are the facilitators of life. And the story goes on. There was a particular Israelite woman named Yochevet. Let's say her name again, Yochevet. And here she was pregnant, birthing a third, a son. And so she did what archetypal mothers do. She channeled her maternal love and faith by trying to save her precious baby She sends him in that basket, floating away in hopes of something better, something brighter for him. Again, again, we take for granted this moment in our tale because it's what we know needed to happen for our hero, our hero, the liberator, the redeemer, Moses, to live. We know it. Yet let's just take a moment to imagine what it must have been like for Yochevet, who was postpartum and making an unfathomable decision to say goodbye in order for her child to live and thus by living birthing our story our story today one must be in awe of this moment by that nile i know from my experience as a mother i can only imagine the tears that she shed and i can only imagine the faith that she held for this baby moses and for our world and then enters a sister, a prophetess. We know her name, of course, is Miriam. We know that Miriam is an initiator. She is an instigator based on many Midrashim and legends of her fortitude. She is, after all, the one who dreamed that there would be a baby brother who was going to be the redeemer of the people of Israel. And she also encouraged her parents to remarry, to make this so. And Miriam, in this moment in our tale, is the protector and the witness for her baby brother. She physically follows that basket down that Nile. And as an older sister, one can only imagine her fears, her hopes for this plan to actually happen. And finally, finally, that basket that went down the Nile lands right in front of the greatest heroine in our Torah, I think, the Egyptian princess. Paro, Pharaoh's daughter and in this moment we see her we see her rescuing this baby who is not an Egyptian we see her going against her father within his own palace by deciding to raise this child as her own there is not even a hesitation on our text she just does it she just does it because she believes this is just this is right our sages are so moved by this action that they named her Batya, the daughter of God, and claim that she actually directly went to Gan Eden, the world to come, which is just not merited to many. I like to call Batya the archetypal ally. These characters, these archetypes are the unsung heroines of our story. They are the reason we were liberated, at all moses moses does so much of what he does because he was birthed witnessed saved and raised by these women as i read the text this week i wondered for the first time what if there were others the way that we typically see the narrative is that moses was that single baby who was saved but the white space between the lines and this holiday of questions calls us to ask what if, what if there were many babies that were saved? What if there were many baskets in that Nile? What if there were many mothers and unnamed women, perhaps enlightened men and humans working together, collaborating, israelites egyptians saving one baby at a time one soul at a time collectively they were seeing each child as a child of god as a potential liberator and redeemer sforno one of our medieval commentators alludes to the fact that miriam intentionally knew where the princess typically bathed if this were the case it is as if something is not being said In our text that is calling our attention for when these two speak, we sense that there is something being being asked that is deeper there is a knowingness between them. Even across cultures and opposing communities, there is a thread that connects people who seek collective liberation across all humanity this force this force is immensely powerful there is something about that inner knowingness between women which feels deeply familiar to me. And we see that unspoken inner knowingness across all the women in the story, the way Shifra and Pua and Yochevet and Miriam, the way that they worked together in order to enable life and then liberation through their courage, their courage and their humanity. The anchor of this liberation tale are women who are revolutionary. They are the antidote to patriarchy. The ones, the ones who are teaching us a new way, a new way being a quiet revolution. And it is because of them that our Passover festival is not only a holiday, but rather a model. It is a model for us of different ways to be in this world. These ways are through knowingness collaboration and facilitation it is one that sees each child as sacred each soul as precious and each one of us as responsible caretakers for one another imagine shifra Pua, yohevet miriam Batya communicating with each other even without speaking enabling life and change and collective liberation simply through following their instincts imagine what it must have felt like for these women at the foot of the sea with a full moon above, seeing their Moses, their Moses, that baby, the one that they saved years ago, now leading all of us towards our freedom. Did they notice one another in the crowd, nodding and recognizing their interweaving? We know that they danced with jubilation at their freedom. I imagine that they held hands with those timbrels and such joy knowing that they were part of building this moment, knowing that those tiny moments are the moments. They are our liberation story. They always have been. The quiet revolutionaries are a model to guide us in a time when we also seek and crave our liberation. And so I wonder, how can we emulate the essence of these archetypes? How can we be more like Shifra and Pua, ready to respond with moral clarity in the face of adversity? How are we like Yochevet, filled with faith and love? When do we lean into our inner Miriam as witnessing and protecting the dreams that we need fulfilling? And when, when are we called to be Batya? as allies who defy the worst of our own culture in order to bring a new path. And when do we work together to make it so? Our world is ready. We are ready to finally live out the task that we have had forever, which is to see each one of us as created in the image of divine, to remind one another that living out a spiritual integrated life means that each moment, each and every moment, is one, that an individual can be saved and that we we all get to be part of this for one another, even when we don't know where it will lead. And so we celebrate each and every year, generation after generation, each time reminding ourselves of our role, our role in participating in co-creating this liberated world of our dreams. Shabbat Shalom.